would say probably Q-tip has the more uh, similar ear to the stuff that I always like or the things that I, the, the stuff I like to use or produce. So the time that I got with him, the first couple of times, there were things that I sold him that I, I you know, had always kept in my personal stash. And, and you know, once you, once you let him go, it's kind of like, well, I, just, I started letting him go now, whatever. Welcome to the Can I Kick It podcast. With your whole showtime and the dope chick East Rock. Now go ahead, enjoy your music. I know what you think. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of that Can I Kick It podcast. It's me, your host, Showtime, and along for the ride, you know who I got with me. It's the one and only East Rock. East Rock, what up? What up, though? Another edition of Can I Kick It? Is that new? Yeah, I just came up with that. I just decided to kind of incorporate that into the opening because I feel like it works, you know? Sometimes you just got to throw stuff out there. So what's good with it? I'm um, just ready for another episode. We got a really dope guest today. Yeah, really dope guest today. We got my man Gene Brown on episode. If you don't know who Gene Brown is and if you're interested in samples and if you're interested in where artists get their samples from, this is going to be a really, really good interview because Gene Brown opens the door to how a lot of our favorite producers actually get their samples, how they find their samples because they get them from him. Also, if you're a record collector, this yeah. is a great episode if you're if you're a crate digger. Yeah, so if you like to dig into crates, if you like to uh, get your hands a little dusty, this is going to be a good episode for you. So um, so we'll talk to Gene Brown in just a few, but let me ask you, ma'am, what have you been listening to lately? What's, what's on your playlist right now? Mm, well, I'm still listening to Rhapsody, of course. Okay. Layla's Wisdom. Yes, it's a great project. Super dope. Yeah, it's been out for a minute now, but I'm still digesting it, really. Still enjoying it. Um, what's your favorite on there? Believe it or not, my favorite changes. So my favorite right now is uh, the joint with Anderson Park and um, Black Thought. Mm-hmm. What is that, Nobody? That's my favorite right now. Second favorite right now is Jesus is Coming, the joint that Knotts did. That's my second favorite as well. Yeah, like that that's some, That one just does something to my spirit, especially like when I listen to that song, I hear something different every time. Um, just lyrically, I just catch a different bar every time. I catch uh, a different rhyme every time. So I really, really like that song. But right now, her bars on the Nobody record are crazy, you know. Well, that's what I'm saying about the whole album is that I'm still like digesting it. Like yeah. I st- it still um, sounds fresh. Like every time I listen to it, like you said, I'm... I'm hearing something different that I love. Yeah, and I, you know, I had a conversation with Rap not too long ago, and I told her off the record, I said, "Yo, you're the first person I know that body Black Thought on the record," and I have no problem saying that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Black Thought is one of my favorite MCs, and Black Thought is the illest. Yeah, and she bodied him. She she ate him for breakfast. Like and his his verse is really dope, but Rap got him. Like she definitely wrapped her arms. I'm gonna have to go back and revisit it and see if I agree with that totally. Yeah, she bodied him. She definitely holds her own on any record with any MC. Yeah, I mean she's an MC. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think my favorite on the record is the title track, Layla's Wisdom. Wisdom. Like I can never not repeat that at least five times. Also produced by Knotts. And it's crazy because you know, of course, that starts the record off, Mm -hmm. and each and every time, I can never just let it play. And let the album start. I have to listen to Layla's Wisdom at least, you know, four or five times before I can get into the rest of the album. Yeah, I was I would say it's probably the most album that I've um, I've listened to it the most times more than I've listened to it more times than any other album this year, Mm -hmm. including 444. So it's definitely in heavy rotation. It's one of those that I can listen to straight through Whether I'm just in the house, whether I'm in the car or wherever I am. I can just 
rock out to every single. There's no skips on it's it. Quality. Yeah. It's a good groove, and it's also um, not. It wasn't exactly what I expected mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. her as far as the tracks themselves. Yeah, I was thinking it was going to be like an extension of Crown. And right. it's totally different. Right, right, right. And, well, which is great because it gives us, you know, a whole separate body of work. But yeah, and was, just the fact that she recorded 80 songs for this project, over 80 songs, and they kind of narrowed it down. I think, you know, intentionally giving it a particular sound. I'm sure every song that she recorded doesn't sound the same or doesn't have a similar, you know, the same vibe to it. But right. I think it's dope that they selected these what, 14, uh, 14 tracks or so to kind of put out as the body of work that represents mm-hmm. her second solo album. But my question is, where are, like, the Lost songs? Like, where are the Lost tapes going to be? Listen. Like, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, where can we find the Lost tapes? Like, is there going to be some sort of, you know, release? I mean, because we had some songs that were kind of released before the album came out that, you know, yeah, didn't there make were the album. Few. But I really, I really thought it was going to be, like, an extension of Crown because I loved Crown mm-hmm. so much. And it's totally different. And if you had to choose between this and Crown, which one would you choose? Right now, I don't think I could. Mm. I, this is um, a more diverse body of work. Mm-hmm. And she really, really comes off on this album, on Layla's Wisdom. It's a complete project. Right. But Crown is really, really special to me for mm-hmm. some reason. Like, I just, I, they're just different. And I think that's, you know, to her credit and to Nime's credit, they are so different. Um, and different from what I expected, it's hard for me to even choose because they are two totally different things. And I, I heard her say, like, kind of casually, like, well, we just put Crown out so that, yeah. you know, there'd be something out there while you wait. Yeah. But it's not even like a throwaway mm-hmm. EP. No, like, not. it's no. so awesome on its own that I don't think I could just easily say, well, I take the album over Crown. I right. think it would be really hard for me to, to choose. Right. I think sonically and, and, and musically, I think this is a a better put together project than crown. I think crown has some really, really dope songs, like some excellent records, Mm -hmm. but musically, if we're just talking about music, um, I feel like she stretched herself more on Layla's wisdom. She stretched herself. She flexed a little more and showed a little more diversity. Um, but I just, I'm such a fan of Crown. Right, so. right, right. You can't lose either way. Yeah, either way. Both of them are dope. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I can see both arguments. Um, for either of those records. So what else yeah, you got? So um, I've been listening to Big Crit. Uh, Forever is a mighty long time. Thoughts on that? I think it's really, really solid. I like it. I don't think it needed to be a double LP or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it could have been a, a really banging just one album with like maybe, I don't know, like 12 to 14 songs mm-hmm. or so. Um, and none of the songs suck or anything like that. But I just think it's so lengthy that I skip around a little bit. Right. But I really, really enjoy over half of it. So I think it could have just been like just one banging ass uh, album. Yeah. I haven't fallen into the Big Crit wave yet. So well, you're I, not really a Big Crit fan anyway. So I, I didn't I mean, even really expect you to. Yeah. I mean, to I, it. I, you know, I'm. I'm, I'm it's it, Southern. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not even that. I just, I haven't fallen into the wave. So I haven't, I haven't given it in my ear to say I'm, I am a fan or I'm not a fan. It's just. Mm-hmm. It's just there, so I'll yeah. So I'm I'll, recu- I'll recuse myself from this one. <laughs> I'm listening to that. Um, there were a few joints that dropped uh, non hip hop in the last few days. Uh, Layla Hathaway uh, dropped a joint called Honestly, mm-hmm. and I love Layla's voice. She's so awesome, and it's a really um, 
it's a really fresh sounding project. So I would say check for that. Yeah, my man was was in charge of that project. My man Phil Thorne. He was uh oh. he was the vice president over at RCA. So he he just I saw on Instagram went to pick up a physical copy of that today. So nice job, Phil. Yeah, salute to them. Yeah, it's it's really good. It's really fresh sound, and it doesn't um, sound like you know Layla singing because she's really good also at singing like classics mm-hmm. um, and singing like old soulful songs. Right. Um, but this sounds it's a really up like a fresh sound for her. Mm-hmm. I liked it. And then uh, Emily Sanday. I don't know if she pronounced it Sandy or Sanday, mm-hmm. but Emily Sanday dropped a, a joint too, um, Kingdom Coming, and I think it's an EP because it only has like maybe six songs. But that's dope, too. I really, really love her voice. Oh, I don't have any idea who that is. Okay. Uh-huh. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so most of my time has been spent listening to Rhapsody. I haven't really gotten gotten to listen to a lot of new projects. Aside from Rhapsody, I think the only thing new that I might have listened to is Yo Gotti. Um, I didn't listen to that, for the see? record. Okay, that's fine. But what I, here's what I will say. I haven't even gotten through the entire Yo Gotti project. Um, but I will say this. From what I've heard... I think it's safe to say, and I might have said this on this podcast before, I'm not sure. I think it's time that we crown Yo Gotti the king of trap rap. I'm, I'm I'm officially ready to remove the crown. Are you talking about like new trap? Can we like subcategorize? I mean, Joe, Yo Gotti's been around for 10 to 12 years, so I can't, I can't consider him new. I, 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 when I say trap, I mean, so when you, when you think of trap, you think of like... Jeezy. He is taking over Jeezy's throne as the king of trap. He's the king of dope boy. He's the king of... Like, so, okay, that's what I said. So, like, I don't know. I guess new as in right now's trap. I mean, overall, like, Jeezy no longer has the crown for me. Jeezy I mean, I can agree with that. that Jeezy, Jeezy hasn't put out... The crown. A, I'm just saying my trap right. is Jeezy, T.I., you know. Right, right, right. So And none of them, I can agree, none of them would have the crown right now. Right, 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 right. So that's, to me, he's still a part of the, the current wave. generation yeah. of yeah, yeah. trap. Yeah, so I, th- I think it's time that we go ahead and give Yo Gotti. Like, because Gotti has put out three bodies of work in a row that have been consistently good, consistently huh. hard, consistently just, you like, say. talking that talk. And I I got to give him to him. His beat selection is always great. You know what I'm going to do? Audrey, what are you going to do? I'm going to revisit or even just visit. Right. Just, <laughs> just visit, not even revisit. Just visit. No, <laughs> you've never been to the Yo Gotti house before. You. I did. The Marsha record that I put you on to, which is an amazing record. You told me about that record, and I actually liked it, but there was nothing about him particularly that stood out for me. But what I will do, I'm just biased. What I will do, since you are, you know, giving out crowns and all, (laughs) I will revisit it, and then the next episode, I will let y'all know if that's some total BS or... And, And, like... Gotti knows how to make radio records too, so he has the ability to make street rate records and radio records. Jeezy, who had the crown for a long period of time, has not been able to catch any sort of either. Well, Jeezy did. Jeezy does have a rate a, a street record out um, with uh, what's the boy name? The dope boy ninety five. No, dope boy ninety five. Yeah, the boy that died. I can't think of the boy name. Um, Bankroll Fresh. Jeezy has a record with this cat called Bankroll Fresh, which mm-hmm. is a pretty. A pretty big street record last year, but mm-hmm. it's not like like we ain't gotten trap or die Jeezy in years. I can ag- I, I mean, I totally agree with that. Yeah, so I listened to a little bit of guys. I, I don't know if there's any current trap rapper that I'm willing to 
give a crown or any jewels to, but I, I will revisit. Okay. Yo, yeah. God, he sent you feel so strongly about it. Yeah, God is my God. All right, so I guess that's it for the new releases. So uh, for this segment, we're going to do something a little bit different. So we got a game that we want to play. The game is called Who Sample That? So in this game, we are going to try to stump each other with who sample a particular song. Each person has. You got five songs? I only have five. Okay. Ooh, that's 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 a first. Um, so I we, follow the rules. Yeah, right. So I have five songs. She has five songs. And we're going to see who can guess the most samples out of the other person's list. What type of games are being played? How's, how's, it, going how's it going down? down? Yeah, that's it. That's exactly what it is. So uh, we'll play the original version. And then the other person has to guess who sampled it. Does that make sense? Yes, and I would say let's establish a rule or okay. two ahead of time. All right, rule or two. Do, are you having? Are you needing the complete artist name and title, or just the artist name? I think just the artist name is fine. Nah, you got to at least you be able need to the title. Or, at least, how about either or? Like, no, nah. not So you need the title of the song. The other person has to feel confident that you know what the song is. Like, well, well, yeah. you can say like, like the what hook. If I, can't I mean, you can say, but you can say like the hook of the song, and you okay. may not know the it name. It has to be apparent that you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that that works. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. So let's get it going. Who's going first? You can go first. I can go first. So I'm playing my songs first. I guess so. I think you should. What go if we first. have any of the same ones? We probably don't. I just tell you this: there's no ghost face on mine. So there's no ghost face on mine. <laughs> because. A lot of Ghostface tracks easy rec- are so recognizable. too easy to pick out. Right. So you won't even hear a lot of my favorite songs because right. they're just too um, obvious right. or right. Right. whole lot of David well-known. Axelrod loops and uh, right. Bob James loops. A whole bunch of uncleared Barry White samples. Right, right, right. <laughs> Ghost is just rapping over <laughs> the complete vocals of Barry White. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's a whole other thing we get into yeah. in appreciation for Ghost Day. Okay. So let's get this thing popping. So I'll go first. I'll play my first song, and you are going to be responsible for telling me the name and hopefully artist name of the song and, and hopefully you are artist. playing it at the part of the song that the sample actually happens that is correct, correct. Okay. that is correct i want to make sure you have yourself together i have myself all the way together i want to play the song from the portion of the song that was sampled five songs are you ready ma'am yes okay so this song it's the isley brothers the name of the song is don't say goodnight are you ready? <laughs> you have to tell me who sampled it and the name of the song. Don't try to look on my paper. <laughs> Can't even <laughs> see well. Here we go. I'm sorry. What was that? <laughs> what? <laughs> I didn't know we were singing here. Say Don't what now? That's why I said, do we need the whole name and title? <laughs> Sometimes okay, well, I know it in my head and I can't, it okay. won't come to me. You well, know, you know what's happening with my brain right now. Right. Okay. Well, let's um, start with wait, the wait, 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 because you're going to make me lose it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's, um. Is Bilal singing? Is Common? Um, I need you to play it again so I can hear it. 
It's Dilla. It's Dilla produced. I can't think of the name of the song. It's common. Correct? Um, yes, that's what I... You know I just sang it. <laughs> don't act like I got it wrong. I don't do... I can't think okay, of the Okay, I, I didn't say you got it wrong. The name of the song is So Far To Go. It's Dilla... Common and D'Angelo. D'Angelo, not, not Bilal. Bilal. But this is the song that Easily there's two versions. There's two versions of the song. Remember? Bilal is on one, isn't he? I don't think so. I think D'Angelo is on both versions. Okay. But one version is on Common's album, and the other version is on Dilla's Dilla. um, "The Shining." Right. So one, I don't know if you remember. One day you were playing Dilla's version. And the, you had, I was like, "What is this?" Me about it. Right. For, yeah, yeah. Right. 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 Yeah, yeah, right. There are two versions. All right. Cool. So I'll give you that one. I got it. Don't say you're giving it you to me. It. I okay, got you it. got it. You got it. <laughs> All right. Next up. Are you ready? I blink out on the names, but I know what I'm talking about. All right. Here we go. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. This song is Donald Byrd, Flight Time, from 1973. Here we go. Do you know it? That's the sample? That's the sample. Okay, play it again. Here we go. One more time. I don't think I can get that one. You don't know that one? <laughs> the beginning sounded like the beginning of <laughs> the, uh, the fast version of No, No, No. Definitely not. <laughs> no, it's not. Definitely not <laughs> Destiny's Child. You give up on that one? Yeah, go ahead. I this is actually one of my favorite samples. It doesn't come right off the top of my head. I have two versions of this Donald Byrd record on vinyl, and I didn't even know that it had this particular sample on it until I actually listened mm -hmm. to it. Mm -hmm. Now, I can hear it, but I can't. No, no, no. It'll right. take me way too long to figure that out. All right. This is who sampled it. Oh, New York, New York. Yes, nice. Good job. That's Nas. That's Nas. New York, state of mind. So you've gotten one. The next one. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. And this one, I'll give you a clue on this one. This sample, you're just listening for the drums. That's a fair clue. Okay. The name of the artist is Avalanche. The song is called Overnight Sensation. From 1976. Now I feel like, see, like, them drums are too hard to pick out from song to song. Now I feel like I'm on, like, Quest Love Supreme, and you're about to give me, like, <laughs> nah, a, not, a point no, five of a no, second. No, 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 that's impossible. And it's going to be like, yeah. and I'm going to be like, uh. Yeah, no, I'm not just giving you snares and hi-hats. No, these are actually, <laughs> like, real legit drum breaks. Like, Quest like, Love don't even giving, play me out like that. No, 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 no. they be impossible. And people be guessing them. Like, Pete Rock, and Bit, they be guessing them. Like, nah, that's. And pop. You have to be like a musical prodigy slash genius. <laughs> no, I'm giving you full break. Okay. All okay. right, here we go. I'm not good at picking out drums. Mm. Admittedly. You give up? Mm-hmm. All right. This sample was used by... You're going to kick yourself when you hear this. I can never pick out drums. I don't know why. I don't have the ear for it. What the what? 
That's the notorious B.I.G. and Method Man. The what? The what? You one for three. Well. <laughs> Could you, but do you hear that one though? Yeah, I hear it. I just, I'm no good at picking out drums. Just drums. Yeah, that was a, that's a great drum loop though. Like I can hear that one. Like when I, when I play, I can hear it. Now this sample was also used just as a point of note. A couple of other people actually used this sample that I didn't know. This sample, the Avalanche sample was also used by Coogee Rap for Streets in New York. Mm. I didn't know that, but you learn something new every day. All right, next. You ready? Mm-hmm. This is a good one. I'm going to try to look at my paper. Here we go. This song is Carlton Williams' prison song from 1976. I thought it was going to be prison song in the movie. <laughs> With Q-Tip? <laughs> With Q-Tip. And Black that Thought? Joe? No, Black no. Black Thought wasn't in that. Oh, Mary J. Blige? Mary J. Blige. Oh, yeah. Was Q-Tip's mama? Right, right. No, no, no. This is definitely not that. It's not from that soundtrack? Nah. No. Okay. All right, here we go. I do, and it's just not. I know that. I know that melody. Replay it. Wait, wait. No, go back because it's right there in the beginning. Okay, stop. Hold on. I, gotta <laughs> I hear it, and I need, and it's, so it takes me a while for my mind to catch up. Catch up, man, mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> You're messing up my process. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I really don't. I know this one. And it just won't come. Would you like to hear another part of the sample that was used? Or would you yeah. like to give up? No. I'm not going to give up because I actually really know this one and I just can't okay. formulate it in my head. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> a little mask off flute. <laughs> what is it? What song and artist does this sample come from? Or use this sample? Gross. Uh, Gross? <laughs> Future mask off. So, Future mask off. You get a half a point for that one, because... No. Yes. You, I had, number one, I had to play two different parts of the sample for you. So what? I still got it. Ain't no half <laughs> you points. Got, you got a half one. Ain't no half points. That's my whole entire oh, point. Oh, my gosh. You're cheating. Okay. Two. If I didn't play the second part for you, you wouldn't have gotten it. Two for four. No, I could hear the melody. But you didn't say it. But I needed a second. <laughs> you had five minutes. What are you talking about? Two out of four. Whatever. All right. Next up is... Let's see... This is the last one. So this will determine your sample knowledge. The next song is by Herbie Hancock. And the name of the song is Fat Mama. I don't know what year it was released, but mm. you should be able to get this one. When my homies called. When my homies called. Tupac, absolutely. Tupac Shaquille. <laughs> As my uncle used to call him. Tupac Shaquille. <laughs> Brothers and sisters. All right, so. What up, Pop? Two and a half out of five. No. All right, three out of five, whatever. Please don't play. Three out of five. You look. Three out of five. Two and a half out of five. Three okay. out of five. Okay, moving along. 
Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> are you ready? I'm ready. And these are joints that I know, right? Like, I don't don't give me like nothing from like the Daptones greatest hits or anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> like, please, just give me joints that I actually know. These are all songs that you are totally 100% familiar with. All right. Promise. All right. Let's go. I would venture to say a lot of them are songs that you actually love. Is there any Yogati up here? Nah. Oh. Not even a little bit. All right. You ready? I'm ready. Isaac Hayes, Hyperbolic Syllabic Sesquidaily Mystic. Play it again, please. Sure. It's not NWA. It's not Coogee Rap. Percocet. Molly Percocet. Oh, are you bouncing? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> what a bankhead bounce. Um. Oh, my gosh. For some reason, they just don't come to you when you're on the spot. I can hear the bass line. Mm-hmm. Would you like a hint? Sure, give me a hint. Don't be like So me. this song actually has two really I mean there's it's been sampled plenty of times, but there are two distinctive ones that I could play you either of. And if you guess either of the songs, so that sample that part I just played you is the sample for one song. There's another part of the song that's sampled in an entirely different song. Mm. I'll play you the other, and if you get either, okay, let's do that. you can have the point. Let's do that. So this again is an entirely oh different my God. song. I, listen, I can hear it in my mind, yo. It's hard. <laughs> totally different part of the song. Totally different song it was sampled on. I don't know. If you get either, you can have the point. I don't know. I'm, oh my god! It's almost like a layup. Like is it a layup? A, I'm sorry. No, I gave you an assist. Let me use. Is it's that a, is that the right term? It's an alley oop. An alley oop. Yeah. Uh, it's not an assist. Alley alley oop is an assist. But okay. Boom. It's a different type of. Assist. <laughs> okay. Leave the sports <laughs> analogy to those who know what they're talking okay. about. Thanks though. Alrighty. Thanks, girl. <laughs> do, 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 do. Okay. So that first one that I played you, that mind you, this is like an over nine minute song. Isaac right. Hayes gifted us with. Um, that first part was sampled by none other than Public Enemy. Yeah. Black Steel and the Hour of Chaos. Chaos. Like yes. my yes. favorite freaking Public Enemy song. Right, 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 right. That second portion that's right at the beginning of the song, this one, it won't be as familiar to you, but we've discussed it on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. That's DJ Quick, born and raised in Compton. Ah, uh, I wouldn't have gotten that one, but I can hear it. Well, that's why I gave you right, the right, other right, one right, first. Right. Everybody knows you have to be stopping if you're born and raised in Compton. But do you remember when we discussed DJ yes, Quick? Yes, and I can hear because I can hear DJ Quick rhyming over that joint like right now. Because Locks used it on that last project. Right, 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 right. Right. Okay. okay. So, Man, I'm disappointed in myself. I should have got that one. I should have got that public enemy joint. They, it's hard on the spot because when like I can see the video now and everything. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Like I was thinking, Ice Cube, like Bomb Squad. Oh, man, I'm disappointed in myself for that one. Okay, 
I'll come back. And mind you, a lot of these samples are sampled by more people than, you know, than the specific song I'm talking about. So if something else comes to mind, I'm willing to check that as well. I feel like you might have used that somewhere. But I'm squad might have used that somewhere. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway. I'll take that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. This one? This little ditty? Mm-hmm. Cool in the game. Okay. Chocolate buttermilk. Okay. Anything come to mind when I say that? You. Hey, <laughs> 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 Uh All right. Here we go. You want to go back? Guys, what am I doing? They're so easy, they're hard. It's that. Da, da, da. No, none of that. No, it's not. It's that. Oh, gosh. If you don't get this. Is it Kanye? If you Listen, oh, if you don't get this, you'll be so upset with yourself for life. <laughs> sing it sing it in your head. Sing it in your head. It's not encore. Da, da, da. Clap, clap for it. I'm going to tell you, you're not even warm. Jeez Louise. But you know it. You absolutely know it. <laughs> oh, gosh. And there's like not really a hint I can give you because it's, it's just that part, that small part. Yes, I, I hear it. Sing it in your head. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm so disappointed in myself, yo. I can hear that song as clear <laughs> as day. You hear me? That's when it gets hard, admittedly. It's too hard being on the spot. You totally know it. You completely, 100% know it. It's just that your mind fills up with all the songs that you've ever heard in your entire life. Ever heard in your life, and you're trying to single out that piece. I don't want to give up. I don't want to say I don't know it. We're having a lot of time for this show. All right, go ahead. I give up. Do you you want another? Do you want to hear it one more time? Nah, I give up. Oh, man, you're going to be so upset. Wait, I don't even have a guess. Like, I can't even formulate a guess, Like, but I know the sample. You absolutely do. Like, you'll be mad at yourself over this one and anything else on my list. It's not Rhapsody. It's not anything current. How about that? There's a hint. All right, I give up. It is. Ah! So, like, I'm upset for you. Oh, gosh. It's Pete Rock and C.L. Smooth. Straighten it out. Oh, <laughs> gosh. <laughs> I told you you'd be really upset about that one. Oh. That's like your song. <laughs> Jeez, sweet. Brains don't work on the spot always. Straighten it out. Da, da, da. That's why I, tra- I try to say. Uh, uh. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm terrible, yo. Mm. Straighten it out. It da, da, da. Oh, the magic of the SP twelve hundred. Try to throw some some technical terms out Just there to, to save yourself. <laughs> I know some producers listening. I want to know. I, I want to think I know what I'm talking about. Oh, oh the magic of that seven second sample time. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> I had to redeem myself. <laughs> I know. I see what you're doing. Okay. I see what you did there. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. I guess we'll move on. Are you ready? I'm ready. This one is uh, Weldon Irvin. We getting down. 
Okay. Off the Spirit Man album. Uh-huh. I actually own this album. Okay. So you might have heard me play it before. Got it. And that in itself is a little hint. Okay. War Tour. Boom. Try Call Quest War Tour. Good job. Phew. Um, you said I got one. Wait, you said a war tour? Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, that's a war tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> got me second guessing myself. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> okay. This one is Maceo and the Max, which is basically Maceo and Fred. <laughs> I don't know how they became a whole separate group, but on this album they were. Right, they were conglomerate. Maceo and the Max. The song is Soul Power 74. Okay. Some porn papa? No. That's not my face you're looking when I'm looking. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> you gotta look at your face like, oh, oh shit. Oh, pop up from Maceo in the mask. I don't know. I clicked on something. <laughs> Maybe you, you joined. Like, oh, shit. That no, was one of those things that was like, your system has a virus. Oh, yeah. I've been there. <laughs> Not for oh. four. Oh. Okay. Jennifer Lopez, Jenny on the Block. Is that one of them? <laughs> is that a song? What, Jenny from the Block? Jenny on the Block. Jenny on the Block. It's not a song. Um, yes, it is. I'm just Jenny on the Block. That's not that song, but it's a yeah, Jennifer Lopez Jenny, joint. Jenny from the Block. Whatever, same thing. That The one that the locks use, too. Okay, no, that's not it. That print, play it again. No, I know what you're talking about. This not that. This not that, that beating us joint. Or the, that's 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 a different. Got like five different songs in my mind right now. Okay, hold on, hold up. That's just a that joint. That is, but. <laughs> but what? That's not the point you're going for. <laughs> what do you mean? That's not the point I'm going I'm gonna, for. I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why it's weird. But I will give you some credit for that. Okay. Because that is that, but they don't credit this song with that. And I'll explain to you why. That's later. the joint that she stole, right? This is the joint she stole from the that's not the joint she stole from the beating us. No. No, that's watch out now. I'll explain the story later because I was wondering why they so weren't I, that song was So I have to guess again? But it's a it's that's not the song that, that I'm talking about. <laughs> but that's the right answer though. It sort of is, but it isn't. But I will give you credit for that. Okay, play it again. So I have to guess another song. Do I get two points if I get both of them? Sure. Do I make make up for this Pete Rock and Seal Smooth fiasco? Sure. All right. Here we go. So it's, so don't focus on that part. That's all it's I hear. Right my, after that, though. That's all I hear in my mind. But go ahead. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. So the thing with you talking about the J Lo song "Get Right." Okay. Never knew that was the name of it, but sure. Sure, yeah. But anyway, I was wondering why, because when I looked that up, when I heard that part, right? But they credit that as being a sample from Usher. We ride. No idea what that is. Usher, we ride is some like lost like a confession deep album cut or something. It's not even really on. It's like a confessions throwaway or something however when i played the song the usher song it was that exact same part so i was like why isn't why aren't maceo and the max credited 
Maybe because the match never existed and there was no, no publishing. No, they're both Rich Harrison production. So Rich Harrison, I guess, just sampled himself from the Usher song. Oh, okay. And they don't actually credit Maceo. Maceo and the Max. Okay. The, J- the J-Lo record is Rich Harrison and the Usher record is Rich Harrison. Okay, so does the Usher record credit? The Usher record does. Credits Maceo. Huh. Isn't that's that weird? Yeah, but I would still give you credit for that because it essentially is it, but right. they don't. Hmm, it, that's an interesting publishing question. Really? Exactly. I was baffled. Like who gets the publishing But the part that I was referring to was... It was Rich Harrison. There's some A. Marie, Beyonce, what? No, no, no. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Not even close. Oh. That was um, MC Breed. Oh, there's... Of mine. Oh, I definitely didn't hear that. Play it again. That right there. Oh, no. Nah. I never would have guessed that. That's nah. Let me let me play it for you in the song. Interesting, we both had Tupac on Tupac on our uh Interesting to you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a surprise. I tried to throw it in as a curveball, actually. I gotta get mine. You gotta get yours. I gotta get mine. You gotta get yours. I gotta get mine. You gotta get yours. Did you hear that? I heard it, but when I think of that song, all I think about is the bass line. Yeah, it's the So it's I don't the think about Right. Yeah, no, I hear it. I, yeah, yeah, that was a that was a good one. That was a really good one. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, when I think about I gotta get mine, you gotta get yours, I only think about doom, the baseline. Right. Doom, doom, doom. And then I got my mind on my money. Money, money on my, my mind. Finger on, on the trigger. trigger hand on, on my knife. Right. So that's pretty much all I think about when I think about Are those the only Tupac lyrics you know? <laughs> <laughs> that and maybe Brenda's got a baby. <laughs> Damn shame. Holy spelling name. Yeah, that. That's pretty much as far as I go. That's, that's, that's as far as my Tupac. So I just thought that was um, interesting that J-Lo's Get Right, which is probably what everyone hears when they hear that, is not credited. They don't credit the song at all. Well, what could have happened is that Rich Harrison could have replayed. That's that's what I, that's what I was instead saying. Instead of like he, sampling it, he could have just replay, actually replayed it because he's a very good musician. He has, that's what I meant. I didn't have the technical yeah, terms for it. Interpolation is actually what it's called. But see, I kind of made up for my lost sample. But I but I know what interpolation is because we already discussed that right. on an earlier episode. Good. So that, I mean that could be. I, I mean I, I don't know the ins right. and outs of that situation. I don't. I don't even know the Usher record. Right. Too. Or like I said, he sampled himself. Right. From the Usher record, but yeah, because the, the Usher rep- record does credit Maceo mm. and the Max, right. which I didn't even know was a thing. Right. <laughs> huh. All right. How many did I get right? One. But we're not done. Oh, okay. Okay. We got one more. Okay. So you can like still. Oh, can I still can still come up. Oh, thank you, Lord. So. What do you have now? I got two. You have two out of two. You have two out of four. Two out of four, right? So right now, we could tie. This is the. This is. The, this is it right here. This is for all the marbles right here. And this one is pretty. I don't say this one is pretty freaking easy. All so. right, here we go. I thought I was dead out here, but I still got a little bit of life. <laughs> okay, so this is another one that has been sampled, um, like two different spots of the song. Okay. So I'm gonna. I'm trying to think of which one I want to start with. Let's start with the easiest one. <laughs> I mean, I would play both, and you could you could have credit for either. Okay. Um, I'm just gonna start because this one is the earliest one, the earlier one. Okay. I let that play a little long because the very first part was one sample. Right. The very you know, right after that was the second one. Okay. 
So you can either you can go for either. All right, let's give it a whirl. And there's so, a good four major songs that four songs that I heard that, one, but I'll maybe I'll need to give it another listen. So I'll say the first thing that I heard was Black Moon. Who got the props? No. 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 <laughs> no. Dun, dun. Play it again. <laughs> Play it again, Sam. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Boom, 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 boom. This is another one that you'll kick yourself over. That's going to be the more familiar part to you. So, we'll so it's not Black Moon at all? No. What the f- You 100% know it. I definitely know it. Totally thrown aback. There's not a hint that I can give you that wouldn't 100% give it away. And it's not Black Moon. Mm-mm. I also have this record, and you've heard me play it before. Yeah, the original. The actual, yes. It's. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't give the title. No, in you the, didn't. And I'm, I'm sorry. See, I should. You should. I, you should get disqualified. Should. <laughs> no, you can have some extra time. But it's Bolasete, and the song is Bettina. Not that that's going to make any difference for you. But I, I, I did forget that part. Dun, 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 and I have the record right in my good crate. In my tribe. Hey, sucker nigga, wherever you are. <laughs> hey, sucker nigga, is that what it is? No, you no. still got it wrong and I slipped up and almost told you. And you still got it wrong. <laughs> it's over, B. It's over. What is it? It's 8 million stories. Oh. Went to call Velda to get a milkshake. And I slipped up and almost told you. And you still got it But that's why I said, hey, sucking nigga. That's why when you said tribe. I said in my tribe crate and I totally wasn't supposed to say that. Oh, man. Okay, what are the other part of the sample, though? Okay, so the other. I still got time to redeem myself. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But you you won't get that. Um, How do you know? Oh, I'm sorry. Well, let me give you, let me give you some credit. So Carlos Santana, Maria, Maria. No. DJ Khaled, Wild Thoughts. No. <laughs> I'll tell you, it's not hip hop. It's R and B. So that's how I know. Like you're not gonna get it. All right. What is it? Beyonce's Dance with My Father. In Spanish. Destiny's Child used it was for uh, She Can't Love You. No idea what that is. She can't love you. No clue what that is. Okay. Um, but it's like a deep album cut. It's not a single. Mm-hmm. Um, Mary Mary used it on a song, like my favorite Mary, one of my favorite Mary Mary songs. You probably don't know that one either. Is it Shackles? It's called, no. No. No idea. It's called <laughs> And I. Nah. Doesn't ring a bell. Uh, and Dilla used it for real, for real. Destiny's Child, Beyonce fans know that one. Nah, <laughs> yeah, I've never heard that before in my life. So <laughs> there's that. Okay, so well, that's why I focused on the beginning because I knew that's the part that you know. Right, and that's the part I should have got. So there were two in there that I should have definitely gotten, but it's hard. It's hard on the spot. I digress. So you are the sample queen, the sample champion. <laughs> Celebrate, clap for her, see her, shake her hand, give her a pat on the back or something. Um, So let's get into this interview. So we got Gene Brown on the show today. So 
Uh, who are you laughing at? <laughs> you I'm slid trying, into that I'm trying, so quickly. I'm trying to brush past my, slid into my shortcomings. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just wanted people to get to the, you know, what's really important. What's Put important is, potatoes yeah, this little it. game thing. This ain't important. We want to get to the interview. Yeah, the people want to hear about Gene Brown. So, <laughs> Gene Brown, of course, he's a North Carolina native. And like we said earlier, he is responsible for some of the dopest uh, hip-hop samples in recent years. I mean, he picks records and picks samples for people like Kanye, for people like Diamond, people like Ninth Wonder. He's their record guy. When they want records, they go to him. And you really have to consider him as a contributor, a major contributor to yeah. the hip-hop that we love, yeah. the boom bap that we love. Yeah, absolutely. So he's out there getting his fingers dirty uh, all across the world. Questlove has referenced him about uh, picking samples for him. So uh, without any further ado, let's check out our interview with Gene Brown. Gene Brown. The Can I Kick It podcast, Showtime in East Rock. We got uh, the homie Gene Brown on the phone. Gene, what up, man? What's good? What's good? What's good? Good, man. I got my co-host East Rock. She's in the building with me. What's up? All right. What's happening? All right. So tell us, man, for those of us who aren't familiar with you, who are you and what do you do? Uh, well, I guess the best way you can put it, I'm, I'm Gene Brown. They call me the, the record pimp. The the uh, <laughs> the dude behind the scenes with the sounds, uh, you know, responsible for some things that uh, I guess a lot of people just wouldn't know. Uh, you know, some hip hop songs and some beats that uh, you know a lot of people's favorites. I guess the uh, the actual uh, basis of the song or the sample. Uh, you know, a lot of the producers buy those records mm -hmm. from me. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm just known as the guy that, you know, has uh, the uh, known for, you know, unique and rare uh, records, rare sounds. And, um, you know, I, I provide that service for a lot of uh, producers and DJs. Right. Okay, so at one point, I think you rhymed and, and also did a little bit of production, too. Did you get into yeah. digging as a result of those things or, or were you collecting? Exactly Okay. That's exactly why. Yeah, I produced for many years as MC, many for many years, and you know, if if you if you ever really did it, you never stopped doing it. But right. Um, just this the the this other business just kind of took over and pretty much consumed my every second of my life. So, um, it was just one of those things, you know, producing and 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 and. DJing and, and rhyming, uh, I guess since maybe 11 or 12, my father had uh, at records and I got into, I guess I got into records from, you know, listening to stuff in the house in his collection. Right. And, you know, back then, I'd say in the 80s, late 80s or so, mid to late 80s, you know, it was hard to get equipment. Equipment was pretty expensive. So, you know, I might have got a, a little keyboard for Christmas or whatever. But you know, I used to try to bang out the little beats that I could in my head mm -hmm. on there. And then, you know, if if, uh, if anybody's ever, you know, familiar with the whole uh, pause tape, pause looping. So, right. you, you know, you play the record. A good old pause a, tape. Cassette, yeah, cassette tape and hit pause and then the let the part play. Mm -hmm. That you want to want to want to sample and mm -hmm. you hit the pause and then you keep bringing it back and you know keep doing it till you got uh, a, a song and right. uh, I used to write to those you know and make my little songs and eventually finally uh, got to I guess uh, high school late high school and got some studio time and then you know mm -hmm. started to uh, try to make those ideas you know uh, come to fruition from those pause tapes right. 
and that's kind of how it started, you know. Yeah, so kind of walk us through your sample searching technique. So when you're going into these record stores and when you're going to dig, like what, what are you looking for and how do you do it? Well, I'm always just looking for a uh, certain sound. So, it, you know, from the producer's aspect um, and perspective, you're looking for drum breaks a lot of times, open drums that you can sample, uh, and then just various sounds. So depending on what style you like to produce, um, you know, you might have somebody who's into a more, you know, uh, uh, they like chords, so they like jazz or things that have open pianos or guitars and got people who want something that's a little more edgy, a little harder. So, mm -hmm. you know, you find the, the, the certain types of rock stuff and soundtracks and, you know, just all different things. So I run the full gamut. So, it, it, you know, it could be anything in the store. I've been doing this so long and I got a pretty good, some say almost photographic memory. So that's mm -hmm. always helped me out. Too. Right. And uh, you just get a, you, you just get a, start to have a nose for certain things so you can see things see the years see the artists see who produced it who's playing or what instruments are being played and um you know you go from there and you know i take i take my portable uh record player record with player everywhere with i go so yeah you know I, I listen to things that i never seen before or haven't heard so that's why i just you know am able to find so much different stuff a good variety of things because you know i'll try it if i never never heard it right i'll listen to it and then you know go from there i hear you sold some of your very first records to diamond d and buck wild of course of ditc fame do you recall if any of those very first records that you sold ended up on any ditc songs that we would know i cannot say that they did it was that was uh mm, yeah i i don't know probably i mean you know Producers make beats, right. and a lot of them don't make an album. Or I'm sure they probably chopped them up, but I, I, I don't know if it had made anything big. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I may not have heard the song that that they did. Uh, you know, use it for or whatever. But mm -hmm. uh, I, um, yeah, I can't say that I can right. recall anything that it may have may have made. So, so some people might consider what you do as kind of like cheating, kind of like giving the students the answer before they take the test. How do you right. respond to people who kind of criticize you finding samples for producers and producers not doing their own actual physical digging and getting their hands dirty? Well, the thing is, whoever usually is getting that from me, they, they've paid their dues already. That's how they know about me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like Bug Wild and Diamond D, I mean, come on. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Q-Tip. Uh, who else? Uh, a lot of those guys that are getting stuff from me over time, over the years. I mean, they was doing this just like I was doing this in the beginning. And I make it easier. And this is what I do. And a lot of people say, hey, you know, I can't front. Gene is just, he's that guy. He's, right. he's, he's right. just taking it another level. So why wouldn't I? If you're a music lover then it don't matter how you get it. And then if you're getting it from somebody that you already know, it's right. going to be exactly what you're looking for. Then it, it makes, and then, you know, a lot of those guys over time, it turns into, I mean, it's hard for them to be out digging. I would imagine and, and, so with people yeah, asking and for and autographs and things like exactly, that. Exactly. And people trying to look and see what they buy in. And, you know, it's crazy. So, I, I, you know, I cut out a lot of those steps, make it a lot easier. Yeah, I feel like what you do is is really helping to keep.
keep the boom bap, you know, hip hop that we all love alive. Yes, I agree. Have you had a specific oh, song or a moment mm-hmm. that you were most proud of? Like a song where you said, hey, I, I made this really dope sample possible and it turned into this for the culture. Have you had any moments like that where you, you really remember like, hey, I, I, I came up with that sample? It's been a it's been a good amount of them. Uh, uh, let's see. One in particular. Well, a lot of the stuff on the Renaissance album, Q-Tips, Q-tip. album, I really, mm-hmm. I really, uh, really was proud of it. And you know, Tip is just—he's next level. He's another level, man. He's another. <laughs> that's just that's my guy. So, yeah, some of the stuff that he's done for sure. Uh, let me see some stuff that Just has done. Just Blaze has mm-hmm. uh. One or two that just did that, uh, you know, some of them I don't speak on them necessarily because, you know, it, it, it causes issues at times with right. people. Right. But, uh, yeah, definitely some things that just has done. Also, uh, let me see. Pardon me real quick. Um, let's see. Just tip. Mm, well, one that was a, the one of the crowd favorites that people just really was all into at the time was uh the uh devil in a new dress oh the Kanye joint oh for bing okay. yeah for that bing did yeah oh. yeah yeah that, that definitely came from me that's definitely something to be proud of <laughs> yeah the bing joint go crazy the the uh, uh, john cannon right Jeezy. Mm-hmm, cannon you know some of the you know the, the people favorites you sit back and like damn you know i help the further the culture <laughs> Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, oh, oh, i tell you one. Lord knows joint that just did, just Blaze. Uh-huh. Um, I think that was for, was that Drake? Mm. Ross and Drake? Right, right, right. Yeah, that one, you know, a lot of people were really crazy about that beat. You know, it was a gospel joint that, that, that got chopped up. Right. So and, are, uh, do you get involved with the actual chopping or you just give them the sample as a wave and then they do whatever they want to do? Mm, it depends. I do some of both. Mm-hmm. Some of both. Most of the time, you know, I might sell them the wave. I'm selling the rec, the actual physical record. Okay. And um, you know, they do what they do. But usually, I play. Most of the guys, I play them the parts mm-hmm. on the record. Like, okay, this check this. This has this. This has that. Or listen to this part. You know, it'll be a little bit more intricate than just somebody playing the record. The beginning of the record is a loop. Mm-hmm. It's a little more in depth. You right. know, what I'm saying later in the record. This part put with this part, you know, the whole, the whole beat making thing. But um, yeah, that those are you know a few of the ones that I was a little more, uh, you know, proud of once I heard them. Oh, the um, the the static joint, the Eminem joint, Detroit versus everybody. Oh wow, Mm. yeah, that one too. That was that was another one. Mm -hmm. That that was real dope because you know a lot of those joints at the time like. Uh, I forget who it was who, who mentioned it to me, but they were like, Gene, you know, like a joint that you've been involved with or has something to do with, like each year almost has been the mixtape, like instrumental <laughs> anthem that everybody wanted to rhyme over. Right. So like go crazy, that beat, and then the, the beat uh, Cannon. You remember the joint Cannon that Lil right. Wayne? Rhymed up with yeah. that beat. Seemed like everybody on every mix tape at that time wanted to rhyme over over that joint. So that one came from me. Then, like the next year, 
I think it was Devil in a New Dress. That was the joint that seemed like everybody had picked the rhyme over. Then it was, you know, it was another one after that. Then the the the, uh, the Lord Knows joint mm-hmm. that, that just did. Same thing. Then the Detroit versus everybody. It was like every city versus But each one of those was, a, you know, a record that came from me. So, so what are yeah. some of the challenges that you face as far as searching for specific producers? Like, who gives you the most difficulty as far as, like, with their request of stuff that they're looking for? Mm. Well, at this point, most of the time, they don't even come at me like that. They're mm-hmm. just like, yo, whatever you got, you got some Because they know I'm going to know you know, what they looking for, or they expected me to just bring them something that they don't know what they looking for until I bring it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's always, let me see. It's always some that, that are a little bit harder to work with than others. So, mm-hmm. um, and that's not a bad thing. They just, you know, a little bit more particular, specific, uh, right. spe- specific about what, what is they looking for? So probably, um, Hmm. Let's see, just at times, you know, can be a little more specific about what he's looking for uh, than some others. Um, let's see. I know Tip. I just I know I just recently heard uh, Questlove shout you out saying that he had you looking for some specific stuff <laughs> all over the South. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Now, he, he buys a lot of records from me, too. But he, you know, he's another one that's just open to whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, there there are specific requests that people make. That's something that's extremely rare that they know. You know, it'll be it'll be pretty hard to uh, come by, and you know, eventually, I'll track it down. Yeah. So you you mm-hmm. said you said something that just made me think. Like the artists mm-hmm. are buying actual records from you now. I know that you are a digger. Are you buying mm-hmm. collections of records? Like, are you going to? A, I do. Are you going to estate sales? Like, how will you? Anything you can think of, yeah. bro. Anything. Estate sales, thrift stores, flea markets, record stores, um, family members. Mm-hmm. You know, some basements. Uh, whatever, whatever. Right. And yeah. I'm on it. You All know over the world, I would imagine. Anywhere, mm-hmm. anywhere, and everywhere. Anywhere yeah. and everywhere. That's what I'm doing. That's that. That's part of the reason why I was, you know, uh, held up today because I was trying to finish up uh, buying a collection from somebody. <laughs> I was trying to work work out the deal. Oh wow! And that's what I. That's what I was doing all this time. Now, being that you're a collector yourself, and then mm-hmm. you're going all over the world finding these rare gems for everyone else, mm-hmm. is it tempting to set some of these things aside for yourself? What are you What are you doing about your personal collection right now? Do you still collect well, for yourself? I've always d- done the same thing. You know, you, you get things and you start to get to a point where, well, d- not to be cocky or anything, but it's like, well, if I found it one time, I can find it twice, mm. you know? So mm. after a while, it's like you, you, you hold on to these things and it's like, well, I had it long enough. Like you find something you've been looking for for a long time. I might keep it for a month. <laughs> then it it's go. like, uh, I'll sell it now. I'll find it again if I need it or, you know, now you just put it on your hard drive. You record it in, and you got the song. But right, um, there was a time, you know, when I was produ- producing a lot more, and you know, I was I was an artist. It's something that I really wanted for myself. Of course, I, I kept it. But then uh, I would say probably Q Tip has the more uh, 
uh, similar ear mm-hmm. to the stuff that I always liked or the things that I, the, the stuff I like to use or produce. So the time that I got with him, the first couple of times, there were things that I sold him that I, I you know, had always kept in my personal stash. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, once you, once you let him go, it's kind of like, well, I, just, I started letting him go now, whatever. Right. You know, and then, and then they gone. And that makes me wonder, too, with that fire that Q-Tip had where he lost a lot of his records, if, mm-hmm. you know, if he was needing to replace, you know, some of the staples that he had. Sometimes. Yep. Yep. Sometimes, you know, there were things that he didn't ever specifically. Well, every every blue moon. But we didn't talk about it like, well, this is something I lost in the fire. OK. But, you know, it'd be certain things he'd be looking for. But then other times I'd bring him things. He'd be like, oh, wow. You know. I, I I had this. Mm-hmm. This is one of the things I lost, you know, so. Right, right. Yeah, that definitely has happened a few times. So so as a digger, like, are there specific labels that you look for on records that have the mm-hmm. dopest samples? You know, I know if you're looking for jazz, you go to Blue Note or you go to mm-hmm. uh, some of those like the Kadoo. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. If you're looking for that, you know. LA sound from back in the day you go to Solar like mm-hmm. what are some of the the, the 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 labels that to you have the dopest samples on them hmm honestly it's usually stuff that's more private like something that might be um more regional that didn't do that well wasn't on a major label mm-hmm. and the, you know those are much more interesting now yeah. you know what I'm saying but just to give you, I guess, a couple of, of, of names, uh, let's see, for jazz stuff, I always like um, Inner City. It's a label that's pretty consistent, that had a, a more fusion kind of sound with, mm-hmm. you know, more more roads and electric pianos and simps. Um, and then a label called uh, Brain. It's a foreign label that... Uh, had a lot of the progressive rock kind of stuff that was, uh, you know, kind of like a fusion jazz right. with rock mixed together. So um, those are dope. And then, you know, soul stuff, I mean, it's, it's just unlimited, the amount of uh, soul labels that were, uh, you know, yeah. pretty consistent and dope. Uh, yeah. yeah, various various ones. But, I mean, personally, I like the, I got more into the, progressive rock and the uh, fusion sound and like the electronic synth kind of sound and Mm -hmm. then also the uh, library uh, records the records that were made for commercials and and movies things that they would you know just use those little spots for Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of those from uh, England and France and Italy those library records were you know a lot of the ones that that i was really really into kpm everybody knows about kpm and Mm. and uh uh, the wolf but there's a lot of other ones that are uh same type of record but different labels from other countries that are really sample heavy yes now you're kind of you're rooted here in north carolina and i know that you have the relationship with ninth wonder Right. You, you've sold him some records. So was that relationship right. one of the ones that helped you kind of further you and kind of expose you to some of the other producers in the business? Uh, no, let's see. Ninth and I, 
we went to college together. Mm-hmm. So we, we we go way back. Way back. Okay. You went to Central, right? Uh, yeah, I went to Central. Okay. I went to North Carolina Central in Durham. Uh, I probably well when I met met Ninth, uh, we didn't meet each other on with music. You know, we were just at school. But later on, um, when we got back together, met up again. Uh, you know, we were both, you know, producing at that time. Mm. And uh, I forget who it was. It was somebody, it was another producer, I think, that connected us again. And then, uh, you know, once we got connected again, I was I was selling records uh, at that time, but I was still producing. But, uh, you know, we started to link up and then he, he started getting stuff from me pretty often. That was right at the time. I think I was right after the listening. Okay. I think the listening had already. No, no, no. It hadn't come out yet. They were trying, still trying to get, uh, I guess, get a deal for the first album. Right. Right. But um, from that point on, yeah, knife got you know knife knife. Okay, I say this. Let's see. There's certain uh, producers I'd say spent the most money with me because they just spend a lot of money at once but ninth being that he's in north carolina and we were friends already he probably has bought records from me mm, close to the most amount of times uh-huh. actually me getting with him the, the most amount of times so he's more uh, say, the most consistently you yeah. know yeah. over the years because i don't know a very high percentage of the stuff that he's done a lot of the records have come from me oh wow oh wow yeah, so probably a lot of the ones on the menstrual show. Well, just about every record. Probably 80% of the menstrual wow. show. 80 to 90% of the menstrual show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, a lot after, too. And, you know, now that we've gotten so busy, not as much. But I still, I, I mean, I just got with it probably three weeks ago. But, um, you know, not as much. And, and again, this is one of those things I try to make sure... I reiterate for people to understand it's not like, okay, when you listen to Knife, there's not, that's not a, just an average normal talent. You know, right. Knife is very talented in what he hears. It's separate and different from a lot of other producers. So it's not like Gene Brown is making Knife who he is. You know what I'm saying? Right, I'm not right. making Q-Tip. I'm not making, you know. A lot of people talk about that, and Knife used to get a lot of flack when they'd find out, because some people knew of me and knew of my uh, production back in the day and, mm-hmm. you know, some of my music, and then it's like, oh, okay, so you get stuff from Gene. Okay, I see why you you do this, you do that, and that's not fair. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's it's definitely not that situation like we spoke spoke of before. It just makes it makes it easier, and then any of them will tell you, that well, I'll give it to him. Gene's ear and his his skill set for that is just you know unmatched. And so why wouldn't you get with me? It, would, it, it right. only makes sense. You know what I'm saying? But um, you're making I'm a ne- contribution, ne- a contribution to the process. But their process is exactly. their process. Their process is their process, and I help that along with a lot of the stuff I do find, and and I. I introduced them to because one of the other things with, with the whole record thing is <clears throat> um, I may play you things that your ear just never was, uh, you know, uh, in tune to, uh, accustomed to before. 
and they know if I play in it, if I'm playing it for them, then more than likely it's something on there. Even if you don't really hear it the way that you should hear it at first, mm -hmm. they always come back and say, man, I went back to that joint like six months later and was like, oh, man, this must have been what he was talking about. You know, you, your, your ear progresses over time. You can listen to a record two years later and you, you wanted to throw it away or give right. it away the two years uh, previous. And then right. you hear it again like, man, how did I miss that? So, you know, it um, that's one of the things that I'm most proud of. Uh, it's almost like you're, 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 you know, you're just, um, I guess you could say, helping a person's ear mature. Yeah. And, 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 and I guess you, you broaden their horizons of what, what they hear. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, what a dope contribution to hip hop culture. Right, right, right. That's, that's very true yeah now a lot very of people true. a lot of people you know might try to downplay sampling um mm -hmm. some people might say that sampling is dead do you think that searching for searching for samples is something that's sustainable for years to come um yeah i think so man mm -hmm. i think it will always be around because that's how hip-hop started right you know and um if we if we sat here and tried to Think about the 20 best hip-hop songs or hip-hop beats ever made. I bet you at least 17 or 18, if Samples. not all 20, would right. be a sample. Absolutely. And when you try to, to, to deny it and, and, and try to discredit it, you go right back every time. It's mm -hmm. like, well, yeah, I can't. Hmm. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. samples you know you just i mean it is what it is now uh, i think it progresses over time where you, you, you're getting the, uh to the point where there's equipment there's programs and, and software that you can add to samples with and play along with the stuff and actually uh take the sample out but the sample was the basis of the track and that's how you created what you created and right. then you play along with it sometimes, and then you can actually take out the sample. But the sample was still needed for you to even get to that point. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, and if, for, if that's nothing else, not for nothing, it's it's inspiration, the music, the records. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So um, however you look at it, because a lot of us don't really play that well. Yeah, right. But, you know, the well. sample will guide you, you know, in the direction you need to go. You can kind of play along with what you hear, but to just come up with it, you know, fresh, just out of your mind is, is not that way. Right. And then what a, what a hip hop producer can do, like the creativity and the technique that it takes to make mm -hmm. that sample into something totally different, it, that is hip hop. Mm -hmm. So I, I can't, I just can't see it going away. It can't. <laughs> well, also, also when people try to discredit uh, a, a producer that samples, you can say, well, you do it. A person that plays saxophone, plays piano, plays whatever. Right. Playing in a, a sampler, a, a, a program or a software. I mean, that that's, that's, that's music. That's, yeah. You're a musician. Yeah, sampling the, sampling the, predates hip hop, though. Yeah, you're you're right. You're, mm -hmm. you're you're exactly right. You know, there's all kinds of things that was done 
with tape loops and all kinds of samples mm -hmm. that people were, were, were doing. Yeah, even in classical in music. Yeah, even in classical yeah. music, there's history of sampling. Sampling, there mm -hmm. you go. So um, I just think that, you know, people are just, you know, ignorant to the history. Right. Right. When it comes to sampling and, and, and uh, you know, unfortunately, as a, as a culture, we tend to be our own worst enemy anyway. And, yeah. you know, we, we, tear ourselves down um when we shouldn't even even with um the types of records or the types of sounds that we use only in hip-hop will you ever hear someone say oh yeah he used that acoustic bass or those horns that's like that's that's like some 90s right. you know, <laughs> right. stuff right like what are you talking about mm -hmm. music mm -hmm. is music you, so you're gonna tell a rock Artists, oh man, you still using electric guitar? What are yeah. you talking about? Right, that's ridiculous. Yeah, only so in hip hop. Like those limitations on ourselves, mm -hmm. like that. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah, only in hip hop. You know, we're the, only we're, the, we're the only genre that throws away our legends. We're the only genre right. that is overly that's critical right. of sounds and and, and, and that's things right. of that nature. So yeah, like like why, why is there an age? Oh man, you rap still rap? You 40 years old right. rapper? What right. do you mean? No, this is who I am. I'm a I'm a writer. And, 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 you know, I, I rap. Yeah. Always you know, I'm a vocalist. Right. I'm a vocalist. So, yeah. you know, it don't matter how old you get. It's, a, it's, 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 um. That's who you are. You know, it's just a, it's who you are. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a form of music, just like anything else. And if that's who you are, there's nothing that you should feel like, oh, I've graduated to something, to what? Yeah, yeah. This You can do other things also, but why should you say I'm not? I mean, poets are poets forever. Yeah. A rapper is a poet. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I don't know. It's just, I, yeah, it's just, you, know, don't you, don't, you don't hear people saying, well, Mick Jagger, you're 90 years old. You need to stop making music or you need to stop going on tour or, you know, Rolling Stones need to stop. No, nah, they're still selling out coliseums and arenas and everything in between. And they will always, and they don't have to ever put out another album. Ever. Right. Ever. Right. They're yep. gonna they're gonna sing their same songs, and they got their 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 uh, audience, their followers, and until the end of time, until they're gone, yeah. you know what I mean. But we we just have this thing that we um everything we follow these trends, yeah. and that's that's our main focus is what's the new trend? Oh, yeah. that's not in style. That's not you know we don't think for ourselves a lot either because. You hear certain types of music, and if it if it resonates and it just registers a certain way with you, then that's just that is what it is. It's not about if the next person likes it or, it, or what do they think about it. No, what do you think about it? Mm -hmm. right. How do you feel about it? Absolutely. You know what I mean? And um, it's 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 weird, but it's it's our reality. I tell you what, just like you saying Mick Jagger and and those artists, just think about uh, someone like. Uh, Gil Scott Heron mm -hmm. or Nikki mm -hmm. Giovanni or those types of poets. You never say that they're too old to be a poet. Mm -hmm. No, never. What's the difference? Right. What's the difference with MCs? There is Same none. thing. Mm -hmm. There's no difference. So yeah. it's the way we look at things. Yeah. Well, this is the reason that we do Can I Kick It podcast because we want to tell the stories um, of our culture, of hip-hop culture. So we appreciate you sharing your story so that, you know, our hip-hop culture has to stay alive. Well, I appreciate y'all having me, man. It's, it's, uh, 
it's cool because you know people really need to know yeah absolutely man and you know and not only do we do the podcast but we also got a, a record store that we do an online record boutique so the next time you're in the area man we got to get together we got to have you off one of our pop-up shops so you can sling some records with us man gotta be perfect yeah <laughs> cool we appreciate it gene brown man we thank you man we, we just thank you for calling up and being a part of the show and kicking it with us Thanks a lot. My pleasure. All right. So that was our interview with Gene Brown. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Maybe you learned a little something if you weren't familiar with Gene Brown. Um, just a really dope individual that really contributes to this this hip-hop game that we love. Yeah, really solid, brother. We definitely appreciate him calling up and uh, checking in with the show and giving us a some insight on an area of hip-hop and an area of the culture that a lot of people aren't really exposed to. You know, we hear right. about these samples and we hear uh, these certain samples that we love, but we don't know where their origins are. And it's good to know that uh, he has a story to tell and he's contributing to the culture by doing something that's not being done by a lot of people. Gene Brown for yeah. the culture. Yeah, super dope. So, uh, before we close out, let's get it popping with the reminisce list. My reminisce list item is just really boom boxes. Okay. I really want um, an old school boom box. Okay. I want it like restored. Mm-hmm. I want it in here so we can use it. I don't oh. want like a new old boom box. Like, D, Mickey Ficky D. I don't want like the new boom box that you can sit your iPad, your your, oh, I, no. your iPad on. Like a charger station. The, the, right, the port. Like, no, no I no, want no. like an actual 80s. Big right silver Radio Raheem joint. Boom box. I'm about to be just letting you know. Oh. I'm about to be on a mission to find oh, okay. like the perfect one like I had when I was mm-hmm. like about twelve years old. Yeah. And I want it like completely restored and I, I want it up in here. Oh, okay. Let's let's make that happen. <laughs> okay, okay. Sure. Alright, that's a pretty good addition to the reminisce list. My reminisce list is something that is non-hip-hop related non-music related but i think a lot of our listeners can relate so my addition to the reminisce list is going to be saturday mornings watching wrestling on the tv all day long (laughs) now i say this because recently i've been going on a wrestling podcast binge Mm -hmm. so for all my old nwa wcw WWF, yeah. WWF was my time. <laughs> it's not about time. It's about which one was better. The NWA was always better than the WWF. But, okay. yeah, they were around at the same time. Remember but. back when, like, in the early 80s and Pizza Hut had, like, the wrestling cups? Yes. Did I you remember. ever have, like, the like the Hulk Hogan? The Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, the, um, Junkyard Dog. Yes, I had, me and my brother had all those cups. Yeah, so, like, Saturday mornings were spent watching Soul Train and watching wrestling for me and i just realized recently that we're living in a time where we'll never like see wrestling on tv on a saturday morning all day like literally it would be on three different channels <laughs> three different wrestling shows like with some of the dopest wrestlers and if anybody knows wrestling anybody knows me like i love like all of the real dope old school black wrestlers like ron simmons and butch reed and um teddy long who was a manager i know you have no idea who any of these people are but those people were so just like dope coming up to the culture like to you know to me like i think wrestling had as big an impact on my early early years as music did like i think you know i could easily say i probably was a wrestling fan before i was a hip-hop fan so Mm -hmm. um just sitting in front of the tv just watching wrestling going to like back in virginia there was this arena called the norfolk scope and we would go to the norfolk scope and watch like the old school wrestling matches with like dusty Rhodes and the road warriors and all of this stuff so 
That's like, a good reminisce list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ric Flair's 30 for 30 is coming out soon, so I'm going to have to check that out. Woo! Uh, whoa. <laughs> I didn't know if you were Ric Flair or Future. I didn't know what was going on. I got a little confused. Actually, I was Pusha T as Ric Flair. Oh, okay. Got it. Okay. All right, y'all. So that wraps up another edition of the Can I Kick It podcast. Please follow us on all your social media platforms. Also, if you like what we're doing, make sure you share this podcast. Make sure you give us a huge thumbs up on iTunes. Leave a comment, five stars, all that. Hit us on Instagram at Can I Kick It Podcast. On Twitter at Can I Kick It Show, and you can find us on Facebook at Can I Kick It Podcast. Also, so be sure to share it, tell a friend, bring a friend next time around, so we can all be friends. You dig? Just find somewhere to kick it with us. Yeah, find somewhere to kick it with us. We'll see you on the next episode. Peace. All right, chill. <laughs>